today. The left's attack on your children continues. You will not believe what we are going to share with you. Also, Russia begins to invade Ukraine. We've got that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by the dynamic duo, fan favorites. We've got Blaze TV contributors, Yaku Buyans, host of The Bottom Line, and Eric July, host of For Canon's Sake. Uh, so should be a lively one, guys. Yeah. I think that uh, yeah. I have, uh, I've uncovered some topics that are going to be near and dear to your hearts. Uh, again, I say this a lot. If you take blood pressure medication, I would advise making sure that you have not skipped today before watching uh, this program. So a biological male who now claims to identify as a woman uh, boasted about getting a slap on the wrist after he had been uh, found guilty of child molestation, but he now identifies as a woman. So he's, uh, he's fine with it because he received a lighter sentence. He says he was sentenced to two years in a juvenile detention center where females are housed uh, for molesting a 10-year-old girl in a women's bathroom. So this is, his name is James Tubbs. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and start off by telling you guys, I'm already really pissed about reading this article. These, these articles are written by our friends. Yeah. However, they're using language that they know is not true. This right. man's name is James Tubbs. His right. name is not Hannah Tubbs. Uh, he pleaded guilty to molesting this girl in a women's bathroom eight years ago. Uh, this guy was two weeks from turning 18 at the time. By the way, it was only when this man was taken into custody that he started identifying as a woman, which means that what this happened in, in he was, he was, uh, they took him into custody in 2019. So this is what, six years that went by that elapsed without him identifying as a woman. He certainly didn't when he walked into a women's restroom and uh, took this girl by the throat and molested her at 10 years old, certainly didn't identify as a woman. That doesn't look like a woman to me, but uh, he was taken into custody and uh, things are gonna be fine because uh, he says that he has received a lighter sentence. Uh, he laughed that he wouldn't have to go back to prison or register as a sex offender. By the way, um, the district attorney and uh, Fox News reported that uh, she also made explicit remarks about the victim that are unfit to print. So this was in a jailhouse phone call to his father. Um, he said, they're gonna stick me on probation. It's gonna be dropped, it's gonna be done. I won't have to register, I won't have to do nothing. And uh, the dad said, so what are, what are they going to do to you then? He says nothing and then laughs. I mean, who can blame him for laughing because the, the criminal justice system is a joke when it comes to things like this. Yeah, unfortunately, this is our fight, right? Yes. This is what we fight every day. We're talking about raping and molesting a 10-year-old girl, whether you're a man, a woman, trans, however you, that is wrong Monday through Sunday. But it's critical that people understand this happened in 2014. We did not have specific laws for child sexual abuse to that degree until 2015. California, however, under Newsom, mm -hmm. is the state that wants to normalize this. So this is in California. The DA, Gascon, mm -hmm. is a criminal. Gascon should go to jail. Because gas yeah, gun, they yeah. claimed that they didn't have any knowledge of this phone conversation, but that 
there's right. no way that that but I want, that but I want your case. viewers to understand here is we're talking about a 26 year old man mm-hmm. Tubbs today who's two weeks from 18 yeah, at the correct. time two weeks at, to, at the time right knowing the law right knowing the law two weeks from 18 molesting a girl but today he, he's 26 today he's going to sit in a juvenile detention facility as a 26 year old male mm-hmm. in a juvenile facility for women because he's now identifying as a woman yes, for women probably going to molest women in the juvenile mm-hmm. facility but what people don't talk about is this was his third offense this was the third time he had molested a girl as a a, a juvenile at the time under 18. He's going to continue to do it. He's probably now, you know, identifying as a woman to get into women's bathrooms. This is where the DAs in our country, we have a real problem in this nation. Over 80% of the DAs in the United States are liberal. They do not throw the book at law at these people. Mm -hmm. They don't take them to court. He's not even going to register as a sex offender. This guy who's not a woman is going to walk into Friday Night Lights football at some high school into a girl's bathroom and he will do it again and again. And this time, of course, he's going to be an adult. He's not going to have the law in his favor, which I argue with that law. Mm. He's an adult today. He shouldn't go to a juvenile detention center. This guy should go sit in prison, hardcore prison, and should have 30 years on him. But because two weeks before the 18th birthday, some ambulance chasing scumbag lawyer with Gascon and Newsom in tow in California, this guy's going to walk with zero, laughs about it, jokes about it to his dad. This is one case that we know of. You know how often this happens mm-hmm. in our state of Texas where DAs don't let these cases, you never see it in the news. This happens more often than you want to imagine. Eric. That was a jacked up story when I was suddenly reading into this. I mean, definitely, I, th- I would think that the game changer, if there was to be one, you'd think that because he didn't start identifying as his woman until he was put in custody, that he was clearly doing it <laughs> to some sort of uh, advantage. But I think that should speak to everything and really the social ramifications of all this normalizing that we've kind of done surrounding this sort of everything's fluid. You can be whatever you want to be on any given day and kind of what crap that perpetuates, no matter how well intended. I'd argue that they're not well intended at all, but they like to think that they are when they advocate for such such fluidity in terms of of gender. This is a prime example of a lot of things that so many people were they, they cared about and wanted to discuss. I don't think it was even as nuanced as they like to pretend that it was, but this was something specifically that people would bring up. It happened. And, you know, we talk about this guy being two weeks from 18. I mean, look, to me, that is a dude, as far as I'm concerned. The dude knows exactly what he's doing. The, the child is uh, uh, 10 years old. You'd think this man would be getting a book thrown at him, but because he's found a loophole, his lawyers found more yeah. than likely some sort of loophole. Like you mentioned regarding the DAs, they're not going to throw the book at him. And maybe it is. Now, I'm not going to say that it is because I don't know. But I like to think that it has something to do with, OK, they don't want some sort of transphobic card being pulled on them. And this is why they tend to treat this stuff with kid gloves as opposed to dealing with this guy exactly how we should be dealing with him. And this is some idiot that was basically adult, an adult for all. Look, he's two weeks from 18. That's an adult. Molests a child that is 10 years of age essentially brags about the fact that he's going to be good. You think this guy would be going under the jail, Yes, but he's not. He's going to get away with it, essentially. Retry. Retry the case based on testimony from him to his father, recorded phone call, laughing about it. Right, because that's exactly what he did. The father's even, the father's like, wait, what are you talking about? And he and he's like, yeah, they ain't dad's probably praying me. for him to be in jail, to come to some rock yeah, bottom. Yeah, it's like, well, to, what's going to happen to you? Yeah, he's like... 
<laughs> they ain't gonna do nothing. Mm -hmm. I ain't got a register, not, not do anything. If that doesn't tell you there's a fundamental problem somewhere, somebody screwed up somewhere. And we've seen too many other examples to where people that are at that age that do get the book thrown at them in regards to other issues mm -hmm. that I don't think this has much to do with the fact, well, well, he was under seven, he's under 18. And no, nah, I think you just didn't want it to happen. And maybe it is. I mean, we've seen people tip tap toe around this issue mm -hmm. for a very long time because, I mean, what are we talking about with this whole trans uh, pen athlete where the, the freaking students who are getting blasted by this guy, now female, Leah Thomas, I believe is his name. Mm -hmm. They don't even want to speak out about it. Why I believe it was uh, Outkick, if I'm not, uh, uh, if I'm, yeah. if I remember, that had they had to talk to them anonymously because they were they were scared of the social ramifications that yeah. would come, possibly being labeled, let's say a transphobe. So what you're saying, you're not saying that I'll say is preferential treatment. Yes. For somebody who takes a label off the shelf, post crime, post crime. Uh, excuse me. I'm now with this community. I'm trans, and. All of a sudden, this preferential treatment is yeah. what you... And I'll say it because it's a fact, because yeah. it happens. Yeah. It's insane. If we just look into narcotics or juvenile behavior in, let's say, let's just Absolutely. say... Absolutely. Let's just say wheat. Oh, our, our vice president of the United yeah. States throwing the book Absolutely. at people for mm -hmm. a gram of whatever it is, right? And all of a sudden, this guy abuses a 10-year-old, and that's not the first, three, three times, right? And laughs about it, and nobody's saying, excuse me, back in the courtroom, yellow suit, chains on the ankles and feet, under the jail, right? Yeah. It should be under, like, it's so frustrating, though, that we, have, that we don't do it. But there's so many folks that are treating this community as if they are first, virtually untouched. Now, if we can't, I say it on the show all the time, now, if we can't acknowledge the actual reality, then what are we discussing here? Like, what are we discussing when people are so afraid of the social ramifications, not some criminal bull crap. Mm -hmm. They just don't want the culture to be considering them. They'd rather be be they'd rather go along with something they know is bad as opposed to being called like a transphobe or a homophobe or something like that. That tells you something fundamentally is running. Wrong. This yeah, but I, well, I, th I think but I think that their problem is, as we so often see, they're going to or they are overplaying their hand because they're coming for people's children. And when you come for people's right. children, uh, that's not going to be a good thing for you. It is not going to end well, because I want to present to you another story in the same vein um, in Orange County, California. All right. Uh, a school district organized a science camp for fifth grade girls where they stayed in cabins for three nights with camp counselors who uh, were biological men who identified as they them. They use the pronouns they them. And these biological male counselors stayed in the bunks in the cabins with these uh, girls, with these fifth grade girls. And uh, the assistant director of uh, Camp Polly, it's called. They said, per California law, we place staff in cabins they identify with. So, California that's, that's is great. A, I almost awesome. cussed, my bad. Um, California is a crap hole. Um, and it just seems like it's just housing a loony band full of mm -hmm. crazy people. And they're seeming to try to outdo each other to implement some sort of nonsensical law that has a kickback as it does. And then it's like, well, it's just normal. And I don't understand it. I can't understand it. I'm not from California. Don't want to be from California. I think that place sucks. Sorry for our California listeners out there. You know where you live. I don't know <laughs> how much crazier they can get. Because they seem to outdo themselves. But this gender crap 
it has long. I mean, we're we're well over. The cat's out the bag. It's scratching on the walls. It's all kinds yeah. of kinds of crazy stuff going on. But again, going back to what I said earlier, how crazy is it that people are more scared of the social backlash of being called something or labeled something like they see that community as negative as Mm -hmm. opposed to Mm -hmm. just simply saying, look, this is jacked up to me. That's more part of the cultural conversation that we need to have. One hundred percent that you're that you're you know, it's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one hundred percent. But. Why is it in the news? Because these parents are pissed. Yeah. Yeah. These parents but are it's pissed pro- off. It's proactive. And I want people to understand this is a fact. This is a fact. This is my life. It's proactive. They're targeting children yeah. with sex because that's how you break them. It's proactive. They know what they're doing. They know when they put these men posing as women. And the parents that sent your children to be at that camp, shame on you. You should go under the jail. You're an unfit parent. I agree. Anybody who's playing into this notion of lowering the age of consent, Gavin Newsom being the agent of death to all things children with sex, 100%. If you're a parent and you're complicit, if you take your child to Drag Queen Story Hour, if they go to that camp, Polly, if you're buying into this notion that they should be under comprehensive sex ed, anything to do with sexualizing a child and normal the abuse of a child, whether the child is touched or not, it's abuse already. Yeah. Just introducing the concept to them. Shame on you as a parent, as a lawmaker, but it's so prevalent because when you want to cry out for help as a parent and you want to go to the district attorney, oh, they're not on your side. No. They're on the other side. No. And you're going to see zero justice. So this is an hour that the moms better wake up. Yeah. And, and just, just to end really quick. You know that this is having that kickback and you talk about impacting other kids. I would encourage people to look at these polling efforts that have been done with a generation that's, I guess, behind mine and uh, Gen Z and all of them. And how many of them in comparison to our generation that identify as this what I can't keep up LGBTQ, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that identify with that. And that number is nuts. It's on the upward of like 20 to 40 percent. Disproportionate. Uh, it is insane. And if you think that that just happened just because of reasons, <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. We've got uh, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So, guys, I have been loving all of the emails and messages that you've been sending me, showing me that I am not the only one that is addicted to Bilt Bars, uh, I appreciate it. Cause you know, sometimes you feel alone and then you realize, no, I've started a club of a bunch of addicts who are addicted to this protein bar, but it doesn't taste like a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. Everything's covered in 100% chocolate. They've got the regular Built Bars, uh, but they've also got the Built Puffs that have this marshmallow consistency, all sorts of different flavors. Uh, you will definitely find something for you over at their website. You gotta go over there. It's gonna be low calorie, low carb, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and you feel like you're cheating on your diet, but you're not, all right? You gotta go there, built.com. Use promo code NEWS15 to save 15% off of your order. That is NEWS15 over at built.com. According to reports, uh, Russia has started the beginning of an invasion into uh, Ukraine, as we talked about yesterday. Uh, Putin just, it was like, declared that uh, these two parts that uh, belonged to Russia that, by the way, I would like to, for full context, just say uh, that these are Russian-speaking people. These are people who, many of them, you know, we saw... um, Later yesterday after the program, I saw a video of a lot of them 
uh, shooting off fireworks and celebrating when Vladimir Putin uh, said that he is he's just declaring unilaterally declaring that they are independent and sovereign so that they can come and get these particular regions. Uh, a lot of them, Russian speaking, were happy about it, but still. The land belongs to Ukraine. Uh, this is part of Ukraine, and uh, Russia has started the beginning of an invasion into these parts of Ukraine. And uh, Joe Biden addressed the nation today. Here is a little bit of what he had to say. This is the beginning of a Russian invasion of Ukraine, as he indicated and asked permission to be able to do from his Duma. So let's begin to, uh, so I, I'm going to begin to impose okay. sanctions in response far beyond the steps we and our allies and partners implemented in 2014. And if Russia goes further with this invasion, we stand prepared to go further as with sanctions. Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors? This is a flagrant violation of international law and demands a firm response from the international community. Wow. Strong statement. I'm sure Putin was shaking in his boots hearing uh, that doddering old man. He also addressed uh, United States gas prices and acknowledged that those are probably going to keep rising because of these sanctions. But don't worry, you guys. He's got it under control. He's going to use every tool at his disposal. Watch. Defending freedom will have cost for us as well and here at home. We need to be honest about that. But as we will do, but as we do this, I'm going to take robust action to make sure the pain of our sanctions is targeted at the Russian economy, not ours. Can you just like, can you imagine Putin watching this press conference? Do you think he's laughing the whole time? Yeah. I mean, he's just watching this old fool. He's like... Okay, Joe, what are you going to do? Absolutely. Oh, no, I'm so scared. Well, eating a beef stick, loading <laughs> right. up on protein, right. sitting on horseback going, yeah, come for me. Please come for me. This is a joke. Stay out of this. Kamala Harris oh, having anything to do with this is a disaster. Mm -hmm. Stay out of this, U.S. This mm -hmm. is not our fight. The global community, you better step in. You better do something because this is what I'm seeing. And I just spoke to Jason Buttrell before this. I'm just seeing Putin slowly just rolling like this. Mm -hmm. He's taking territory. Mm -hmm. Not making he a lot of noise. Form the USSR again. Just, just, just moving in like this. Just taking, and nobody wants to touch him. But no, he's not looking at Joe Biden. And th the notion that. You're going to sanction Russia and our gas prices are going to go up. We have our own oil, buddy. We drill our own oil. You could sanction the pants out of Russia. It shouldn't touch us one iota. Let's go to Alaska again, drill. Wake Sarah Palin back up. Let's drill Alaska again. Like, let's drill Texas. Let's open up pipelines again. And he we shut can, them down. You he shut them down. Shut them you down. created the crisis, not yeah. some sanction against Putin. It's you. It's you and your administration. You're the culprit number one. You're as much an enemy as Putin is to this nation. Yeah, I, you know, I, can't, I would say more. But I, I can't help but notice that under Obama, right, Russia uh, annexed Crimea. Uh, funny, now right? under Biden, it's funny, right? Russia is invading Ukraine. Right. Um, I, they kept calling Trump a stooge of Russia. He was just P Putin's puppet. I don't seem to recall right. any of these Talking things about happening under Trump's watch. Overthrowing the Ukrainian government. Now, it's funny as hmm. someone that Weird. stems from the, the Obama administration would ever suggest doing something like that being bad. It's not like they literally did the same thing. Uh, nonetheless, yeah, you're right. 
need to stay out of it. Um, it, it's funny when all of this sort of turmoil happens. I believe I mentioned it on yesterday's show. Everybody looks to the United States to say, OK, what are you going to do for us? A lot of these often world leaders, leaders, governments who crap on the U.S., talk down upon us and how we do our how, how we live out here, how our culture is. And then when stuff hits the fan, they call for U.S. to get involved with people's uh, foreign affairs to come save us. Now, again, a lot of that is because of these nonsensical defense packs that we're, we're in with all of these countries where basically they feel as if or they say that they're obligated to go defend all of these damn countries. They have nothing, let's say, to certainly do for us. And this just seems like yet another example of it where, to your point, it doesn't necessarily impact. They'll find a way to say that it does impact us, but it doesn't necessarily impact us. And to the folks who are listening to this and say, well, this is more of this isolationist effort. No, it's not. It's far from actually that. Like uh, none of us here are necessarily against like trade or something. But have you guys not learned anything from the last I don't know. Hell, we've been at war considering the Middle East my entire life. Uh, just about. But have you guys learned nothing about getting involved in other folks affairs and how that then turns into you being involved and your children being sent off to be in all of these wars that will go on for Lord knows how. And then we lose the plot. Next thing you know, we're not even fighting Russia anymore. We'll fight some other country that had nothing to do with anything that was going on. But they utilize it to justify it. I know it may suck to sit up here and look at these other countries and say, well, they have their own sets of problems. And as we try to play world police spending billions upon billions accumulatively trillions upon dollars to fight these never ending wars that don't even have these sort of solution. It seems again, every 10, 20 years we do this crap with Russia. Like when, at what point is it enough? And what does that have to do with us? And I would encourage people to actually look into that answer because it's not like Biden's going to give it to you as far as what he has to do with us. It's just that, Oh, allies, we got to go save them. It's a great opportunity for George Soros and all his buddies to make a lot of money because they fund both sides of the war. Every time. We understand that. So here goes Soros. We say it all the time. The left have to be at war. They have to. And some on the right who play like the left. Neocons. Jo- jo- George Bush, yeah. etc. They also have to be at war. The ones that aren't really with us. Trump never went to war, funny enough, but took out more mastermind criminals than any of the others combined with a single drone strike, no collateral damage, poof goes the car, Soleimani's gone all of a sudden, but didn't go to war, brought your sons and daughters home, right? Fortified us here that if we were actually have to go to war to defend our country, we could. Our border is wide open. We can't defend our country. We can't defend Dallas, Texas, for crying out loud. But we're going to go to Crimea. We're going to go to the Ukrainian border and send our border czar to go defend their border. This is a circus show for money. George Soros is sitting rubbing his fat belly with his son that's taking his empire going, ha ha, here we go again. My puppet is at play. Yeah, that's really sad. Uh, All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Hunter Douglas. So look, uh, who doesn't love to live well? You know, when you go home, you want to be at ease. You want to live in comfort and style. And Hunter Douglas can help you do that with their innovative window shade designs. They've got really, really gorgeous fabrics, control systems that are so advanced that they can be, this is my favorite, favorite part. They can be scheduled to automatically adjust to their optimal position throughout the day. So, uh, you know, maybe your shades diffuse this harsh sunlight to cast a beautiful glow across a room. 
room or uh, you want to enjoy the view outside the window while protecting your privacy inside. Uh, maybe it's a superior insulation the shades provide, keeping you warmer in winter, cooler in summer. That's going to lower your utility bills. Everything is more expensive. You are going to want that. All right. Just trust me on this. You can tap into Hunter Douglas's PowerView technology that I mentioned before. Your shades can be automatically uh, set to reposition for the perfect balance of light, privacy, and insulation morning, noon, and night. So you got to live beautifully with Hunter Douglas. It can change the look of your entire room. So if you've been looking at your house, you're like, you know, we've lived here a while. We haven't gotten anything new. It just, it looks old and outdated. I want to update it. Getting new window treatments, getting new shades can really, really do that. They will change the look of your entire room. Make it look like a new house, all right? You can visit HunterDouglas.com slash Y today. You can get a free Style Gets Smarter design guide. They've got fresh takes, creative ideas, and smart solutions for dressing your windows. That is HunterDouglas.com slash Y. I was going through news stories today and I saw a story on, I believe this was the Daily Wire, and the name of it was Controversies Rock the CDC. And I was like, oh man, that is so sad. Whenever you sit, that is, oh gosh, bummer. That is such a bummer for them. Uh, so let's, let's get up to speed on what's going on there. So they're being heavily criticized right now, the CDC, for not releasing any more masking guidance uh, school policies that they have a lot of people, not us, because we don't trust a word that they say, but a lot of people, a lot of organizations, uh, school districts have been waiting for them to release updated guidance. They have not done that. Uh, and, you know, here's here's another one that's just going to make your head spin. So the CDC's transparency, it turns out, has not been great, which Anyone could have told you if they had looked like for literally more than 30 seconds at any of the history within the CDC or the FDA or any of these other government agencies. Um, so obviously all of these states are relying heavily on the data of COVID-19 that is collected by the CDC. But uh, it turns out the agency is not publishing a giant amount of the data that it is collecting. Uh, the CDC has been withholding this data from the public and from officials. And uh, so here's one of them. So um, the CDC has gathered data for COVID-19 hospitalizations in the United States for over a year. They've categorized it by race, vaccination status, and age. They have not publicized both of that, uh, most of that data. Um, um, they have also, they put out main data on boosters and adults younger than 65 just a few weeks ago, but they did not include figures for 18 to 49 year olds, which is interesting since they have the data, they didn't want to release it. Hmm, I wonder why that is. Uh, also, the uh, the CDC has been gathering data since the COVID-19 vaccines were first launched late uh, l last year, but they don't want to make those numbers public because people might think that the data means that the vaccines don't work. Hmm. She also says that uh, this this uh, this person, this uh, representative, says that the data only make up 10 percent of the U.S. population. But um, the uh, CDC has used that same sampling amount to record uh, influenza for years. So, gosh, I wonder what they could be hiding from you while continuing to insist that these are safe and effective, 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 effective. That's why you need four of them in one year. Don't worry. If you say effective five more times, you could qualify working for CNN. Listen, it's just science. <laughs> right, it's okay? just science. It's, just yeah, that, we're just following it. the I science. Just say Do I have this. it right? I, 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 I'm so sick and tired of this. All the while, Anthony Fauci is talking to America 
all this time for over a year. Anthony Fauci knows that they have real data that would disprove what he is saying to the American people. Take that and chew on it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way, um, another uh, reason that they gave for not releasing all of this data is that they were ju- they're just worried that it might be misinterpreted by, by the public. Yes, that's the main reason why they didn't do it. Uh-huh. Um, you, you wonder why people were looking at data f- so much from Israel, even though we had the data here. Yeah. That was the reason yeah. why, because they were at least releasing a lot of the data, yes. but we weren't. And, and specifically in reference to that demographic, because... There's a news flash, and it's not medical misinformation. There has been no random control trial that shows within that age group it is at any beneficial to someone within that age group to be boosted. None. It doesn't exist. Yet, they tell you that this is what you must do. They withhold the information. They say, trust us. You don't, you don't want to see it, because if you see it, it might not look that way. How much sense does that even make? Doesn't. This is supposed to be this agency that's so transparent. If it was going to prove your this. point, you would oh, release, they release it. it. Yes. They did, yes. because they did right. with the older population, yes. but they didn't end it with all of us in the age group that we're all in. They didn't release that data. I wonder why. Hmm. And they actually said it. A spokesperson uh, didn't reject that idea at all that, okay, could it be looking at the efficiency and kind of knocking it. Of course it could. Because if it did, if it didn't rather, and it proved your point, you'd be releasing that stuff in a heartbeat. And we wouldn't hear the local like public health experts, the ones that implement the stuff, whether it be with the, uh, from state and local levels, are frustrated with the CDC because they're flying in blind and they're like, ah, oh, we don't know what to do. We have to look to other countries to try to figure out what exactly to do. Should have uh, did what we had been telling you, and that was nothing. Mm. Nothing. You would have been far more efficient. You would have saved more lives. Or if anything, I guess if you were going to mandate anything, it probably should have been exercise. Uh, but aside from <laughs> right. that, right. that was Instead it. Instead of closing, yeah. Yeah. Instead yeah. Of closing exactly. It's funny how that works out. Uh, so, you know, not just saying if you're still trusting the CDC, I, I don't, well. You're probably not watching this program. That's for sure. <laughs> if you're still trusting the CDC. All right, I want to get to uh, also Kyle Rittenhouse announced yesterday on Tucker Carlson that he is uh, looking at filing lawsuits against uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Cenk Uger, and uh, numerous politicians and news organizations for all of the lies that they said about him um, during and after his trial. Watch. I don't want to see anybody else have to deal with what I went through. So I want to hold them accountable for what they did to me because I don't want to see anybody have to go through what I went through. Yeah, I mean, they tried to imprison you for the rest of your life. It wasn't coverage, it was advocacy. You have a lot of potential targets to sue yourself. Will you be suing any of these news organizations? And if so, when? Um, Well, right now we're looking at quite a few uh, politicians, celebrities, athletes, Whoopi Goldberg's on the list. She called me a murderer after I was acquitted by a jury of my peers. She went on to still say that. And there's others. Don't forget about Sank from the Young Turks. He called me a murderer before verdict and continues to call me a murderer. Uh, He also announced the start of uh, the launch of the Media Accountability Project as a tool to help fundraise and hold the media accountable for the lies uh, that they told and deal with them in court. I got to say, I look, I mean, look, I I know Kyle. I sat back there in that room with him for several hours. And uh, a lot of people know this because I got a bunch of death threats because Mm -hmm. there was a clip that went viral on TMZ um, for what he said about LeBron James. But um, I... I really, really hope 
that he pursues this. I hope he pursues it uh, like very, very rapidly because he th this is a slam dunk. I mean, if, if there is any sort of justice in civil court, this is going to be a slam dunk case. And I, these people need to pay for what they yeah. said. Because as yeah. he pointed out, this was not just before uh, the trial. This was during and after the trial. This was after he had been found not guilty. And they still continued these lies. Look, the word of God is a two-edged sword. And it cuts clean. It separates marrow from bone. And by their definition, if you say the wrong thing or at the wrong time or it's defamation of character or whatever, they're going to come after you. So it's his turn to go after them mm -hmm. by, by word, by name. And I'm glad Tucker asked him and he didn't quite go there yet. I hope he also goes after organizations, not just individuals. He's got to go after CNN. He's got to go after MSNBC, you know. Those organizations have to be held accountable as well. And so we'll see. Hopefully he's got a good team behind him for this, for this civil suit. He had a really good team in his corner before. But yeah, go. Go, Kyle. Um, a young kid that had to mature way ahead of his time that's now standing in the gap for others. So yeah. go at it. Make CNN so actually scared yeah. to print and, and spew the lies that they've been spewing for so long with absolutely no accountability. And not just that, but the arrogance that they continue to spew it with every night. Right. I mean, it's one thing for you to say something and it's just as foul as it might be doesn't really impact too much of anything aside from like some social credit. But in this case, to act as if like they say this had absolutely no influence. I mean, we used to cover this. Or what was going on during the trial? You had journalists following uh, the jury the bus. Second Amendment and over this. All, 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 it was it was it was impacting, obviously his life. But to your point, it it seemed to have more ramifications yeah. than just certainly his. And this is another animal that they perpetuate, and it goes to show the connection between, particularly the media and uh, and certainly the the state, because they were going to have nothing else aside from, or they wanted nothing else aside from him being found guilty um, of, of some sort of murder that he never committed in, in, mm -hmm. in the first place. And they think because they have generally the state on their side that they can say whatever foul stuff that they can say without any sort of consequences. So effectively throwing punches and then hot in their hands behind their backs. And I don't support certainly anybody ever doing that because, again, this man's uh, at the time kid life was about to be completely ruined. And they were the ones fanning the flames to uh, make sort of that happen and changing the public opinion to the point to where. Jurors were actually scared. Yeah, right. uh, and we've seen that happen in other cases where they're scared to make the right decision out of backlash. Who do you think's fanning those flames? It's those media cats. Right. Uh, yeah. So we are uh, we wish nothing but uh, success for you, Kyle. All right. We've got to uh, we've got to take a break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, MyGoToDoc.com. Uh, look, so a lot of you out there are probably thinking you hear all this COVID stuff and, you know, you, we might be thinking, well, it's Omicron now and nothing bad could happen. But you really really, really, really still need to find a doctor that you can trust. Find a doctor who is a COVID expert and not just a prescription factory and find a pharmacy that will actually, once your doctor prescribes medications for you, uh, the, the pharmacy will actually dispense these medications that may be off-label and they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. You got to go to mygotodoc.com. All right. I have used it. Um, I highly, highly recommend it for all of you. You know, you don't know how you're going to do with COVID. You don't know if you're going to get it again. And by the way, even if you are vaccinated, you still 
per the CDC director herself, you still can get it and transmit it. I believe Neil Cavuto just uh, had a, a horrible bout with it and said he almost died and he was fully vaccinated. So it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. You don't know how you're going to do with it. And you really, really need to be prepared. Dr. Saeed Hader has built something over at my go-to doc that you're going to want to know about. Uh, first of all, he's a COVID expert. This is all he does. He's treated over 40,000 patients with zero deaths. Uh, you can also register for free to ask questions, as many as you need to. And they're going to connect you to pharmacies that will ship you a full 28 doses of ivermectin for less than anywhere else online. It is very easy. Like I said, I did it. I am prepared. You need to be too. You can go to mygotodoc.com. That is mygotodoc.com. Over in Colombia, the uh, high court in the country decriminalized abortion, allowing women to get an abortion through the 24th week of pregnancy. And women in the streets of Colombia rejoiced at the idea of being legally allowed to kill their own babies in the womb. Here's a little bit of that. Jeer the glee, the sick, twisted joy of the idea that they too can choose whether their own baby, their own flesh and blood, and oh, by the way, it is flesh at 24 weeks, whether that baby survives or dies, there's no way to describe it other than pure evil. You know, God entrusted us as women to grow and carry these tiny humans until they are ready to join us Earthside. And he must, he must be weeping at the sight of women not only abdicating their unique responsibilities, what makes it so special to be a woman, but to be so bold and unapologetic about it, not embarrassed, proud even. And by the way, to those of you like this nitwit who responded to me on social media, retorting, that's your opinion, great, but for some women it's nice to have that option because your man-made and written Bible says otherwise. You shouldn't force your religious views on someone who might actually need an abortion, such as health concerns or rape. Let's get a few things straight, my dude. Uh, it is not my opinion that a 24-week-old baby can survive outside the womb. It is a fact. It is not my opinion that it is a fully formed baby. It is not my opinion that an emergency C-section would be quicker and safer in an emergency health event than killing the baby. Oh, and having the mother deliver it anyway. Dead. None of those things are opinions. It's science. I'm just following the science. And by the way, I don't need God to tell me that these are fully formed babies who are kicking and cognizant. They have eyelashes and eyebrows and hair on their heads. No, I don't need God to tell me that. I grew and birthed two of them myself. Believe me when I tell you, it isn't my doctor or God making up an opinion on whether these are fully formed babies. This is undeniable, verifiable fact. The children of this world are under assault every day. Whether they are being trafficked at the border, they're being killed by their own mothers in the womb, they're being sacrificed at the altar of Big Pharma, or they're being sexually indoctrinated by their teachers or their own parents. Our babies are under attack. And I would just ask you that every chance you get, you fight. You fight for my babies. You fight for your babies. You fight for the babies you might never have, but know that they deserve better. Because let me tell you something. We have to save our children now. We have to make some noise. We have to piss people off. You know what? We need to be as bold and unapologetic about saving our babies as they are about killing them. And I'm telling you, you need to do it now before it is too late. We'll be right back.
Gentlemen, I've composed myself. Your thoughts. And that's why there's only one Sarah Gonzalez in media, and I mean it. You will not see that phenomenal, best you've ever done monologue from any other news agency, including Fox and Friends or Fox. They just don't have the chutzpah to do it. And it is that hour in our country. It is the hour to absolutely draw a line in the sand and go to war for those who can't stand for themselves, meaning children, all ages, and especially in the womb, because it is, as I said earlier in the show, a proactive attack. It's very strategic. Mm -hmm. They're trying to lower the age of consent. They're sexualizing your children. They're okay with them being raped across the border. They're lying. It is, look, it's the, it's the, the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and they support him, and we're with the one who brings life and life abundantly. So best I've ever seen you, so proud of you. Phenomenal. I just, um, I'm just sick of it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sick of it. It's, it is a, the, the, the left is literally a death cult. Yes. It's, lit it's, it's, it's literally a it's death. It's a culture of death. And I, I pick the culture of, of life. Yes, 100%. Yeah, the culture of death and anything that is traditional in any sense, especially those mm -hmm. that are good, they seek to destroy. And I think that really speaks to leftism in general, especially and more specifically Marxism. Uh, but yeah, it's, the attack is coordinated. They specifically go after the children because they know if they can get control of them, they get control of future generations. Mm -hmm. um, so it's an attack and it's an all out assault on it at all fronts. You know, we talk about what's happening in the womb. I really think that it's crazy how so many and I, I'm not going to be the one to mansplain here. But the fact that they tie you guys identity, women, that is to solely to killing your children. Right. Is insane to me. Crazy. Like that's that's what women's rights are right. uh, per se, and I think there's just so much more to certainly being a woman. Like the the main thing that that makes us different from a man, right? The, they want to just completely is what obliterate. they want to take from yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's insulting, um, but it's strategic. I mean, and we can't ignore that. I think for all too often, folks on our side have looked at this stuff as as trivial things. I speak about it all the time. People trying to convince each other or other folks with just generally idea when, ideas when you're dealing with very unreasonable uh, people. And uh, I loved what you said, Sarah, and that just as they are as aggressive as, mm -hmm. as fighting for what they want or believe in, despite how wrong they are, is how folks on our side have to be about the values of liberty. And that certainly starts uh, in, the, in the womb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did also read kind of in this on this note, I know we, we've only got about a minute and a half left, but um, the AG here in Texas, Ken Paxton, who we had on the program last week, um, has come out with a statement that uh, they are they have determined they will treat any sort of, you know, gender mutilation, uh, trans, you know, uh, blockers, whatever they're doing, the hormones uh, to children as child abuse because yes, he had in his office be. research Good for you, it. Ken and Paxton. Yes, and they Ken, determined look, it is. I'll say you can this to you. Ken Paxton firsthand, that guy fights for yeah. children. Angela Paxton, his wife, too. They do, and he continues to do it, so hats off. And it is child abuse. Mm -hmm. Of course 100%. it's child abuse. When that child gets looper and a puberty blocker that sterilizes men, by the way, that's going to sterilize her, and all of a sudden when she's 17, she goes, Mom, you know what? I want to be a mommy. Sorry you can't, right. because me and the school and CPS and Gavin Newsom decided to give you a puberty blocker because one time in your life you said you wanted to wear daddy's shoes. <laughs> 
Yeah. Or, or you want to be a fireman, not a woman, a fireman. All of a sudden, we branded you and say, oops, so there goes that, right? right. That is child abuse. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So thank you to Ken Paxton, who, by the way, I don't know if you guys, well, you guys probably know this. He's being challenged by a bush. Lee Bush, who's the land commissioner that has zero, that sold land to China in Texas. Yeah, like, what are you guys still doing here? We don't want you anymore, Bushes. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.